The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica with a program to educating the general public on issues, questions and concerns that they may have about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. This program is sponsored by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the promised Messiah, that is the reformer of the age, in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may peace be unto him. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is also spread across over 200 countries, and we reject any form of violence and we are also a peace-loving religious community. Our motto is love for all and hatred for none. In the course of the program, if you wish to send in your question or concern, please do so via WhatsApp. And the number is 876-283-9533. Two weeks ago, the Global Ahmadiyya Muslim uh, fraternity celebrated what has become known as Khilafat Day. That is a day to commemorate the blessed institution of Khilafat in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And for those who might be asking what is Khilafat, Khilafat is a spiritual successorship after the work of a prophet of God comes to an end with his demise. And then God the Almighty appoints by election a person who is going to continue the work of the prophet and also leading the faithful. So within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we believe that the founder of this community, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, was commissioned as the reformer of the age who fulfills the second coming of Jesus Christ may peace be upon him and also the second coming of all previous prophets that have been prophesied to come in the latter days and with his demise the system of Khilafat as has been outlined in the Holy Quran chapter number 24 verse 56 that Allah has promised the believers who believe and do good that he's going to establish for them such a religious um, establishment which is called Khilafat. Within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we have witnessed the lives and achievement of five successive um, Khilafat, that is the plural of the word Khalifa, that is the spiritual successes, and the current head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community who is the fifth uh, successor and the fifth Khalifa is His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmed who resides in London. The word Khalifa in some cases, in English, you might have heard a word, I mean, an expression called caliphate. That is the same word which is used to express the same connotation of this um, institution we are talking about. So in the course of the program, I will be joined by two wonderful missionaries, 
of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community who would take us through exactly what this blessed institution of Khilafat means and what it means for us, the significance and why we need to have such a blessed institution in our world today. But before I go on, uh, let me take a minute or two to also add our voice to sending condolences to the family of the two policemen who unfortunately lost their lives in Spanish town yesterday um, after when they were attacked by some gunmen and also pray for the speedy recovery of the other um, officers who are also receiving uh, treatment as a result of the same attack. As we speak against police brutalities either here or elsewhere, particularly looking at what is going on globally and with particular reference to United States, I believe it is in the same right direction that whenever we see any form of injustice, we speak against it. And as you know, law enforcing agencies, they are the very people that anytime we have any issue, we call them, I mean, we call upon them. So as we seek to guide them, I mean, trying to let them establish a cordial relationship between them and also with the civilians, the last thing we would expect to hear or to see is that civilians turning, um, you know, their weapons on our police officials. So we um, add our voice to the general condemnation of such instances and also pray for the speedy recovery and also uh, pray for the family of those two who lost their life that God should strengthen them and take care of whatever lapses the passing of their beloved ones might have caused. So getting back to our today's program, as I said, I am joined by Imam Tariq Azim and also Imam uh, Gulam Ahmed, who are going to help me talk about the system of Khilafat which exists in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and also even before the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, after the demise of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this system of Khilafat was established. The Prophet Muhammad has given some holy sayings about this institution, which I think in the course of the program, some of my uh, colleague missionaries would, um, you know, discuss. So gentlemen, Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to the program. Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and all the listeners. Thank you very much. And as I said, today we are discussing the blessed institution of Khilafat in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. As I said, 27th of May every year, the global Ahmadiyya community celebrates this day, uh, the day that we were given the reassurance of God's support after the demise of the founder of this community, who also doubled as a prophet and a messenger of God. To begin with, let me start with Brother um, Gulam Ahmed. Can you take us through, can you explain to our listeners, particularly keeping in view that most of our listeners might not be Muslims, and this might be the first time some of the people, I mean, some of our listeners are hearing such a word, Khilafat or a Khalifa. What is Khilafat? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Like you rightly said, a lot of people might not even be aware 
of of the those terms because they are not Muslims. But from what we have understood from the meaning of the word caliphate and caliphate is it in fact we have we, we can find it in other religions but it's because they don't understand the term and it is it is maybe pronounced different or it is, is used differently. But you can find the same establishment or the same kind of system in other religions like Christianity, Hinduism and so on and so forth. So in Islam we have the system of Khilafat, which is an office that a person who is elected by Allah the Almighty to continue the work that a prophet had, um, you know, had start. And when we go back, way back into the, the beginning of, 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 of Islam, or when the demise of the Holy Prophet Muhammad came, there were also the institution of Khalifat, or Khalifat, also that was established there. And the first person that we come to know of that was the Khalifat after the Holy Prophet Muhammad had passed away is Abu Bakr. And what is basically our, the, the purpose or the role of the Khalifat? The Khalifa is a person, as I've said earlier on, is a person who comes to continue the work of the Prophet. Literally what you are saying is that when God appoints a prophet and prophets by, I mean by prophet we mean the prophet that God sent them to communicate his messages to us, giving us guide, I mean guidelines as to what to do and what not to do. Because the prophets are human beings, the, a, a time comes that they have to die and return to their creator. But then in order to ensure the continuity of their uh, mission and also their um, purpose, God appoints from among his, you know, dedicated followers, one of them who stands to continue guiding the Muslim. Because that, that time, that is um, a very uh, depressing time, if I should put it that way, that the prophet who the believers saw him performing miracles and leading them, being their father, their everything here on earth, dies suddenly. And sometimes some of the believers are in a complete shock that they can't understand why the prophet should die. So in the midst of that confusion, somebody is required to calm them down. And that is what Allah brings such an institution, such a person who comes to replace and console the, the believers. And from what you said, the word Khalifa is the person that God appoints. And the office he holds is called the Khilafat. Is that what I mean? What, what, yes, what yes, yes. That's what I'm saying exactly. Yes. Yeah, so as you have, as you have rightly mentioned, yes. Yeah, so this is a person who Allah the Almighty had appointed to after the demise of the Prophet to continue that work that the Prophet himself had um had, had come to establish, as Allah the Almighty has says in the Holy Quran. And we can find this in verse 24, no, chapter 24, verse 56. Yeah. Allah the Almighty had said, Allah had promised to those among you who believe and do good works that he will surely make them successors in the earth as he made successors from among those 
who were before them. And that he will surely establish for them their religion, which he has chosen for them. And that he will surely give them in exchange security, peace after their fear. They will worship me. They will not associate anything with me. Then whoso is ungrateful, after that, they will be rebellious. As I was saying earlier on about you know, the, the institution of Khalifa was here even long before um, in the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because as the, as the Quranic verse has said, as, you know, as we have elected Khalifa before, so this, this is talking way before even the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As we have read in some, in some books where um, it, Allah referred to um, Azad Adam as also a Khalifa and also as that um, Dawood and, and other prophets also. So you can see that this is an office that has been there from way back when. And the purpose of it was to, to, to continue the work that the prophet had left off. And um, you know, we, are sure, we are sure that the, the, that kind of moral training that needs to continue, it will, it will continue that all the, the prophets have, they have, they have left off. And I should say that um, within the Muslim community of today, the whole world Muslim community, it is only within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community that this institution of Khilafat is established. Just because other Muslims don't believe that any um, prophet or messenger, for that matter, can come after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But then um, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has a contrary view uh, to that and based on that, all the other Muslims do not have such a blessed institution uh, within them except the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And um, as we were talking, as, as I was saying from the, in the beginning, that this is the reason for the office of the Khalifat to be established is to, 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 re to, 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 to give comfort, to give the moral training to the, the followers of Allah's religion. Yeah, thank you very much, um, our brother. And um, Imam Tariq Azim, I would want to know um, that um, in our discussion we have stated that the Khalifa, that is the person who God appoints, is also elected. How is the Khalifa elected in Islam? Yes, uh, how is Khalifa elected in Islam or appointed in Islam? Uh, it is quite an important question to understand. Before we understand how Khalifa is appointed, we should look at how the Prophet is appointed, the one that Khalifa succeeds. Khalifa is a successor to a Prophet. And yeah. we all know that a Prophet is appointed by God Almighty Himself through revelation. So God Almighty. Uh, reveals to a you know a, per, a person in this world that you have been commissioned to uh, preach and uh, you know give the message that I give you. And God Almighty does not just pick any person. God Almighty uh, picks the most righteous person, the most suited for that job, and one who has pain uh, for humanity in his heart, and at the same time he has love for God in his heart. And he comes at a time when there is complete spiritual darkness around, meaning majority, a large majority of the people at that time have completely lost the spirit and essence of religion. That's so the at that, 
That is correct. That, that yeah. is when a prophet is appointed. Sure. So at that time, I mean, if you, you wouldn't be able to find a community of righteous people together that could elect or nominate a person. So for that reason, God Almighty himself reveals to that person that you are a prophet. We can look at the example of Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. Um, I mean, we know that the people at that time had become very uh, you know, corrupt. Uh, corrupt in many ways. They believed to be following the Bible, yet their actions were far from it. So for that reason, uh, God Almighty himself reveals to the prophet that you are being appointed and the, uh, you know, around you a community should be built of righteous people. But once the, the uh, prophet passes away, when he, you know, when his demise, uh, time of his demise comes, by that time he has been able to establish a community of righteous people, pious people around him. So these are those people that, you know, um, listen to the, have listened to the words of the prophet. And by listening to the words of the prophet, they have been able to establish a nearness and a relationship with Allah the Almighty. We see that when Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, you know, his time of de demise came near, thousands of people had converted over the years and many of them had spent a lot of time around the Prophet, learning the faith and becoming very spiritual and pious human beings. Similarly, we look at the time of Prophet Moses. There were very, you know, there were thousands of people that, that accepted him uh, from the people of Israel, but at the same time, some were very close to him and they learned the faith and applied it and became, you know, one with God Almighty. And similarly, uh, among the people of uh, Jesus, peace be upon him as well. And in this day and age, our community, Ahmadiyya Muslim community, when the founder, uh, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, founded the community, uh, uh, you know, under the divine revelation, revelation from Allah the Almighty, um, by the time of his demise, there were thousands of people um, of pious, righteous people that were his community. So when that prophet passes away, some of the most uh, righteous and pious people from within that community get together and elect a successor. Now, again, it might seem like that the, it is the people who are electing the, the Khalifa or the successor. But it must be known that uh, a pious person would never go against the will of God Almighty. In, uh, in the sayings of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, we find this narration where he says that God Almighty has said that when I love a person, I become his hearing with which he hears, his seeing with which he sees, his hand with which he strikes, and his foot with which he walks. So this community of righteous people that are so close to the Prophet and uh, they elect the Khalifa or the successor after the demise of the Prophet because of their nearness to Allah the Almighty, they do not elect a person or nominate a person based on any type of their personal or base desires. They do it under the will of Allah the Almighty. So this is how uh, a Khalifa is elected, that it is done uh, by the people, but the people uh, very righteous and pious people that are following the will and command of Allah the Almighty. When we look at the time of Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, founder of the religion of Islam, it is mentioned regarding him that when he was about to pass away, when he was in his final sickness, 
uh, it is narrated that he wanted to write a will writing who should be his successor. But then it is mentioned in narrations that he wanted to nominate Hazrat Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, his yeah. closest and most righteous companion. But then Prophet, peace be upon him, stopped himself from announcing it to the public because he believed that God would pick the right person automatically. I mean, God had given him this intuition that he is uh, uh, Abu Bakr is the most uh, uh, you know, perfect person to succeed him. May Allah be pleased with, uh, with him. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, he said that God would uh, elect him through the people anyway, so I don't need to write it down. So he did not write it down. And later, um, you know, the, we learned that the people elected the same person that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was leaning towards during his life anyways. So this is a, a, a proof that how Allah the Almighty elects the Khalifa. We find similar examples in uh, this day and age as well, but I, I will not go into those details as that will uh, take us away from our main topic here. Uh, when Hazrat Abu Bakr, the first Khalifa, first Caliph yeah. of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, so passed so. away, Hazrat Umar, Umar, may God be pleased with him, succeeded him. And after about 10 or 12 years uh, of Caliphate of Hazrat Umar, uh, when he was uh, one time attacked while he was offering prayers, an assassination attempt due to which he passed away eventually after a few hours. When, he, when, when it was known that he will pass away, he nominated six most pious companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and told them to select a leader from among them once he passes away, once he dies. And that's exactly what they did. And uh, they were, you know, uh, those six companions that he had nominated, they were actually uh, nominated um, by the Prophet, peace be upon him, to be the, you know, uh, those people that were promised to attain paradise uh, once they, you know, after in, uh, in the next life. Meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him, had given their guarantee of their faith and strong, uh, you know, certainty and strong faith that they had in Allah the Almighty. So these six companions he nominated. And then uh, the Khalifa that was his, uh, Hazrat Usman was nominated after, uh, was elected from those six people after the demise of Hazrat Umar. And similarly, Hazrat Ali was nominated uh, as the fourth Khalifa today in Ahmadiyya Muslim community. So, I mean, uh, just so that our listeners understand it, uh, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, during his, uh, during his lifetime, he had said that after I go away, after, I, after my demise, there will be successorship, which will last for about 30 years. And then he said that after that, there will not be successorship for a while. There will be kings, good and bad, and you know, different kinds of kings will come. And then eventually, many years, many centuries later, again, the Khilafat or successorship will be established. So we as Ahmadi Muslims believe that the, that the, the caliphate or the successorship that was promised by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to be established in the latter days is established today in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And currently the fifth head, fifth successor of, uh, of the promised Messiah today leads this community. And it is that very promised caliphate that was foretold by Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So in Ahmadiyya Muslim community today, Basically, uh, how a Khalifa is elected is that the, the, the present Khalifa, the Khalifa, the leader who is 
the supreme head of the community at a, at a time, he uh, appoints or nominates an election committee. And this election committee nowadays is a, a very comprehensive uh, committee, meaning that it includes several hundred pious members of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community from all over the world. In 2003, I remember when the fourth head of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, fourth Khalifa of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community passed away. Uh, about three days later, uh, an election date was given and these members of the committee from all over the world, those that were able to travel, traveled and participated in this election. And from there, the fifth Khalifa, the current head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community was elected. So this is how the, the Khalifa is elected, but our belief is, that it is not men or humans that are electing the Khalifa, but it is the will of Allah the Almighty. I have in front of me an article, uh, I will just read a quotation or paragraph from it which explains uh, this or summarizes what I have just said. Okay. This article explains in the following manner, it says, just as Allah appoints a prophet, it is he who appoints a Khalifa as well. He chooses the person who is most eligible to become a Khalifa and guides a group of pious believers into manifesting his will through a process of selection of the Khalifa. Thus, it may apparently seem that the Khalifa is chosen by a group of pious people, but it is in fact the will of Allah that guides their faculties into choosing the Khalifa of his choice. Once a Khalifa is selected, he remains a Khalifa for the rest of his life as a living testament to divine will. So that, that I mean, I hope uh, clarifies and explains that how a Khalifa is selected in Islam. You, you mentioned that the, um, the, what you call the people who elect the Khalifa number, you know, several hundreds uh, from all over the world, that is the senior um, officials of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community across the world. And um, there appears not to be any limitation uh, to any geographical jurisdiction. One institution which is somehow similar to the institution of Khilafat, which we are talking about today, is the office of the Pope. And that is, I mean, uh, held by the, um, the Roman Catholic. And I was going through the system of their um, election. Usually, it says that the popes are usually um, elected by what they call the cardinals. You know, there are some selected ones. But what interests me here is that there are currently 203 cardinals from 59 countries. The rule of the conclave were changed in 1975 to exclude all cardinals. That is, not all cardinals are even allowed to vote. So here he says the maximum number of cardinals elected is now 120. And the reading goes on and on. So what you are saying um, gives a different picture that within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, there isn't any um, limit as to once a person follow, I mean, falls within that category, whether he's from Asia, he's from Africa, he's from the Latin America, whatever, they are all um, summoned to come and have that election. Is that right? Yes, that is that is correct. And I mean, from all the continents and all over the world, over um, you know maybe more than three hundred people 
uh, are part of this committee and it, it may be more. I remember reading this number some years ago somewhere. So because of that, and the, this list is modified uh, regularly because some of those elders when they pass away and whatnot, it is modified by the Khalifa, the present uh, head of the community whenever there is a need. But there's a representation in that community, uh, in that committee from all over the world. And, and, and just to, uh, you have mentioned the uh, papacy here, the, uh, the system of the popes, uh, there may be actually, there are definitely some similarities in the way of the election, yeah. but then there are significant differences as well. Uh, I feel that, uh, you know, one of the main difference that we witnessed back in 2013 was when, of, uh, when uh, one of the popes resigned from his yeah. position. Yeah. And that is just having that type of situation or an option there uh, kind of takes away the purpose of, uh, you know, divine leadership. Uh, anyone can be a leader and can be good or bad leader. But at the same time, one that is appointed by God Almighty, he is given the strength to carry out his responsibility in that manner. Uh, I remember reading an article in National Geographic uh, regarding the current pope. And again, I mean, I must say uh, there's many things that he has said in various speeches and sermons, which are very powerful and enlightening. But at the same time, when I was reading that article, uh, it, it, he was asked that, what do you, you know, where do you see yourself in the future? E even he said that I do not see myself as being a pope till the end of my days. He, may, he might stay there, I mean, but at the same time, he wished that he would not be carrying on this burden for, uh, you know, for uh, till his last breath. So what I mean is that the, the concept, uh, yes, many of the popes do uh, remain popes for their lives, but at the same time, we have seen the precedence just six years ago, and even yeah. before that, several hundred uh, years ago, uh, the popes have resigned in the history of uh, papacy. So therefore, uh, this is a very huge difference uh, between uh, the leadership in Ahmadiyya Muslim community and any other spiritual leadership uh, that exists in any part of the world, or so to speak, spiritual leadership. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim. And so now we have understood what the um, Khalifa is, and also the office, which is Khilafat, also means. You have taken us through the process of election, how they are elected. You stated that there is a, a committee of electoral body who constitute you know various heads of the community and other righteous people within the community who are constituted by the living khalifa and then once the khalifa passes on they are summoned and they conduct election are they campaigns because when we say election what we people see generally around them is that during election there are campaigns people you know they kind of vote for me, vote for meeting. Is there any kind of uh, campaign activities during this election? No, absolutely not. When it comes to Khilafat, Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the way uh, elections do take place in Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, there is absolutely no campaigning. Rather, there is not even speculation that who might be the Khalifa. And uh, within the rules of um, uh, this you know, uh, election, it is also mentioned that the secretary of the committee cannot be elected. And the reason is because nobody is even allowed to say anything. Like, for example, in, in his favor or in 
as words of sympathy or anything like that. No one is allowed to say anything. So the secretary has the right to uh, basically, you know, uh, lead the meeting. Yeah. Uh, you know, propose, but be part of the meeting and lead the meeting. But his name cannot be proposed for this yeah. Yeah. reason that in case it might be conceived as some form of campaigning. So yeah. in Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it is uh, we, we noticed that uh, historically uh, there is no campaigning. And even if there was, I mean, we, it doesn't, uh, we, it's not allowed. There cannot be, there cannot be because word, even be the visible. person, the person who is going to be elected himself is not even aware he's the one who's going to be elected. So how can you campaign when you don't know you are the one going to be elected? Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. When we read the stories, uh, especially the, you know, the incident from the time when the fifth Khalifa, the current head of Amdiya Muslim community was elected. Yeah. Uh, he explains himself. And I have heard from many other people who were part of that, uh, who were part of the, uh, you know, electoral committee. They have mentioned that how when we were going inside and we did not know that whom we will, we might be voting for. Meaning like we, we were going with the, uh, just this, this mindset that we prayed to God Almighty that, oh God, please give us a, you know, uh, uh, a righteous, pious leader, just the way that you have promised us. So again, I mean, again, we noticed that uh, uh, people had no clue that who the Khalifa might be. And even going in, people didn't know. And the Khalifa, the current head, His Holiness Mirza Masood Ahmed, himself again had no idea. And if you, if you hear that what he was doing before, where he was uh, sitting, it is mentioned that the election was about to begin. And he was completely, you know, unaware of uh, some of the activities that were going on. That election was about to begin and he was sitting in the garden just outside the mosque and either praying or, uh, you know, in his own thoughts. So, again, there is absolutely no campaigning. And we see that. And this is extraordinary, especially when we talk about Ahmadiyya Muslim community, uh, how Allah the Almighty elects the Khalifa. Uh, and one other thing I want to say. Yeah. His Holiness Mirza Masur Ahmad has been, you know, over the years, he's been Khalifa now for 17 years. May Allah bless him with long and healthy life. Amen. Has been asked on dozens of occasions that, um, did he know that he would be the Khalifa? Or did he ever desire to be, to be the Khalifa? And he jokingly has given this answer that only a madman would ever wish to become a leader uh, of this sort. Because the burden and the responsibility is such, and the fact that you become answerable to God, not just for your own deeds from that day and onwards, but for the entire community. And, and, and again, if you are even a remotely spiritual person, you would, uh, uh, you would never wish for this position. And campaigning would, is absolutely out of the question in that case, because uh, as, as I explained, in the case of Amdiya Muslim community, we have never seen it in the past and it is completely forbidden. I also want to send this across that in Islam, when a person puts himself up for election, they are not elected. So, I mean, that is, that is one of the principles, particularly in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, that a person cannot, um, you know, uh, campaign and say that this office, I think I should go for it. People are generally uh, proposed by others and then um, election is conducted on those that have been proposed. And during the election, we don't vote through secret balloting. You raise up your hands, showing sincerely that this is what, I mean, the person I want to vote for, and um, you vote only once. So this is, um, by extension, how the election of the Khalifa 
uh, takes place. It is not through secret balloting. And as you said, the secretary of the Electoral College might propose about maybe a few names that um, through the same, following the same inspiration by God. And then the, the I mean, the college, Electoral College are asked publicly to show who they want to vote for and the names are mentioned and they show by hands. So the, the one that the majority vote for becomes the Khalifa. And I think that is um, quite clear. After having understood all these things, the system of Khilafat, the person who is elected and how the system goes, how the election goes, what is the spiritual significance of this office called Khilafat in the mission of a prophet? Yes. I mean, as mentioned before, purpose of Khalifa, Khalifa is a successor to the prophet. Yeah. So his goal, his aim, his job is to carry on the mission of the prophet that he is following, right? that he is succeeding. So that is uh, the obvious thing that we have already discussed and explained at the beginning. Yeah. But one thing that we need to understand is that, see, leadership is a must in every society. Uh, there is always going to be a leader. Without a leader, a community, a herd, whatever it is, is completely lost, completely misguided, right? Even sure. when we look from humans down even to the animals, to the, even the smallest insects, we see that there is some sort of functionality, some sort of system. And yeah. then in that system, there is a form of leadership as well. True. In, in, in the world over the years, uh, over the you know, thousands of years, we've seen different types of governments even. There is democracy that we have, for example, here in Jamaica. There is forms of dictatorship that we have seen in different parts of the world. Uh, there is also, you know, communism and different, again, different forms of leaderships have existed uh, in, in, in the world. And even till today, there are various forms that exist. But these leaders, see, wherever they might be, they might be a Democrat, someone might be a Democratic elected leader, or someone might be a king or a dictator or something like that. All of these people have their personal motives. While they're serving, might, some of them might be good and they might be serving humanity, but at the same time, they always will have some sort of personal motives. But when it comes to the true successors to the prophets, whom we refer to as Khalifas, they're completely one with God. Their personal motive, if they have any, it is what is the... It is the motive of God Almighty. What is the, whatever is the will and wish of God Almighty. So, and, and when I say this, I don't mean just the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and the caliphs in Ahmadiyya Muslim community, but even those successors that succeeded uh, the prophets before the, you know, the promised Messiah in this day and age. For example, the, the successors that came after Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The successors. That came out. That came before prophets such as Prophet Moses and Prophet Jesus. The people, the, the successors that followed them. Similarly, they were also, um, you know, rightly guided uh, caliphs. They were guided by Allah the Almighty, God Almighty, and they were com completely different from all other forms of leadership that we see in the world otherwise. Because those people, as I mentioned, are not divinely appointed, and therefore. Uh, even if they wish to serve humanity, there will always be some form of personal motive in their, uh, in their uh, actions and in their leadership. So as you asked that, what is the spiritual significance of Khilafat or this, this type of leadership? Yeah. Well, see, it is appointed by God Almighty. A Khalifa is appointed by God Almighty. For this reason, 
It is a spiritual institution. It is a sacred institution. And it, uh, disting it becomes distinguished just because of the fact that it is, uh, it is divinely uh, appointed. It is different from all other forms of leadership that are out there. And as I mentioned, because it is appointed by God Almighty, the blessings of God are upon the elected Khalifa, upon the Khalifa, in every decision that he takes. That decision, That's quite, quite important. Yes. That decision apparently might seem completely wrong, completely out of place. But then, um, you know, at that same time, uh, that same, um, because that person is appointed by God Almighty, um, you see that the blessings are there in his words and everything that he says. I will just give a very small example here. In 2016, uh, our current head, His Holiness yeah. Mirza Masur Ahmed was visiting Canada. Yeah. And this was around October and November time period. And the U.S. elections were taking place around that time as well. So there was a lot of media and the news outlets that were coming to interview the caliph in Canada, His Holiness Mirza Masur Ahmed. Sure. And while they asked, you know, uh, uh, questions on various different topics, particularly in regards to Islam and whatnot, they made a lot of them asked questions about uh, the election of Donald Trump as well, that the election is about to take place in the next couple of days. What do you think? What do you say about it? And uh, do you think, would he, you think he would become the president? And if he, Donald Trump becomes the president, what do you see the future of America and whatnot? So one word, uh, one I remember to one of the interviewer, he answered that the way he is dealing with the world situation right now, or the way he is dealing, you know, in the campaign, yeah. the way he talks about certain things and he singles out certain uh, communities and uh, talks bad about them and uh, says things which incite hatred in the community. He said that it could lead to such unrest that there could be even a civil war in the USA, right? And at that time, many of the people uh, uh, you know, were surprised that why did he say such words, considering that USA is one of the most powerful countries in the world. And the democracy uh, in USA is considered to be one of the strongest in the world. So when these words were said, I remember many people were uh, you know, just saying that maybe it might be the worst case scenario and uh, maybe a very far-fetched statement. But See, it has only been three and a half years since that day. And we see that the situation in the USA right now, because of the actions in some ways, because of the actions of the president, because of his lack of action, particularly in this, uh, in this period when there is uh, you know, riots and protests going on in regards to racial uh, inequality in USA, if the situation is not handled in the right manner, it the situation could get even far, far worse than what it is. So, you know, th this is how Allah the Almighty gives uh, intuition uh, to his appointed leaders, his own appointed khalifas that you don't see in other leaders in the world. Other leaders would not ever be able to make any statement because they have no idea that what can happen. So again, in the history of USA, we see that such peaceful period in this sense that within the country, they have been managed, uh, they have managed uh, without, you know, not, uh, to avoid any kind of major disturbance uh, within the country. But here we are, we're seeing one of the worst periods 
that recently it was mentioned that uh, there was a protest outside the White House in USA and first time in history in a long period of time or first time in history, the lights of the White House were all closed and the president was inside the bunker because of the fear that there might be an attack from the protesters. So what I mean is that it, it, what was mentioned by the Khalifa some years ago, that if the leadership does not change from Donald Trump and he continues to lead the way he is campaigning right now, that things will get bad and, and it, it could become a very difficult situation. We don't pray or we don't wish for any unrest, not just in USA or any, in any part of the world. We pray for peace and uh, you know, justice to prevail in the USA. And we hope that the leader that is there, the head of state, we, we pray that he changes his approach in this manner so we don't see any worse things happening than, you know, than what we are already witnessing today. So this is how Allah the Almighty gives intuition and guidance to his Khalifas whom, uh, who warned the world as well that how they should behave. Thank you. Thank you very much um, for the detailed um, explanation and also answer to the question about the spiritual significance of the Khalifa or the system Khilafat um, in the mission of the Prophet. Let me come to Brother Gulam. Um, you know, most of our listeners, as I always say, might not be Muslims. So they will be wondering whether such an institution has ever existed um, within Christianity or in Judaism or any previous religions. Can you share some instances with us, if there is any? Yes. Um, yeah, we can find this institution in, um, in other religions, like, for instance, Judaism or even Christianity. So this word that we have seen, that we, have, that we are talking about today, um, you know, it is, it is the office that has, that has um, you know, been there in other religion too, like for instance, Judaism or even Christianity. Sure. But this word that we are using today, the Khalifa, you know, it is an Arabic word and some people are not familiar with it. But we can say that we find some of this, we find similar systems also in those faiths that I've just mentioned, like for instance, in Judaism, yeah. as we know of this prophet called Joshua. The one who succeed Moses salam. and we see that he had all the same office as we are talking about about, about, the, about the Khalifa okay. and those people who, 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 who Allah God Almighty had elect to continue the work, the reformation, the training, the guidance that is required. You know, what I mean, for the people after the demise of the prophets. Yeah. You, so you 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 are giving us um, this clear example, and I I believe it is very popular within the Christian, um, you know, um, society or fraternity, that we understand from the Bible that God had commissioned the prophet Moses, may peace be upon him, to carry um, his servants, the children of Israel from Egypt to Canaan, the promised land. On his way going, um, he did not reach the promised land and he died on the way. And Joshua, who was um, a, a, a companion of prophet Moses, as you are saying, became the successor who actually eventually led the children of Israel to the promised land by conquering them and also distributing the land to the 12 tribes. So that is, that is quite, quite um, you know, uh, a similar situation as you are saying. Um, what about the, in Christianity? Yeah, so 
Um, when we, as I'm, as I was, as I'm saying, you know, it is not only in, in, in Islam, just the name might be, you know what I mean, different requires an Arabic word. But we also find similar situation also in, uh, in Christian life. For instance, in, as we see, the, as you have mentioned earlier about the election of the, the Roman Catholic, um, you know what I mean, Pope. Yeah. They are all in the, a similar, and they are also the Christians too, they are from also the uh, a part of the Christian denomination. And that is the office that's similar to the office of Khalifa, a person who is elected by God Almighty after the demise of the prophet and to, to run and to, 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 to get about the people and to cheer them and to give them the, that, that, that assurance and the, the, the spiritual guidance that, that is required, you know. So um, that is what we find. So um, uh, we also have something, some, some biblical reference also which we can find in the Bible. So um, I think at a point you were referring to the, um, the Roman Catholic the system of you know the papacy or I mean the Pope's office, and they also believe that um, before Jesus Christ may peace upon him, before his departure, he had commissioned Peter, uh, and this is contained in Matthew chapter sixteen verse eighteen, where he said, "You are Peter, and on this rock I will establish my church." So the Catholics believe that um, Jesus Christ did not only assign Peter to take care of his church but also gave him that kind of uh, superior authority to speak on his behalf. So the uh, continuation of Peter's mission and the successive elections that took place lead to the current Pope. And I even want to say something too because also those, that, that is a religious set that we also acknowledge and that religious set is also um, um, Buddhism. And we know of the Dalai Lama also to play that, that role that our spiritual leader, our beloved Khalifa, is also playing. So we can say we, we also saw that kind of institution also in that religion also from the, from the face of the Dalai Lama. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And time is not um, on our side. But then let me go to Imam Tariq Azim. Can you take us through the, the need of this institution, Khilafat, in our modern time? You know, particularly with um, reference to the head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, you mentioned his name um, a little while, and uh, you spoke about some interviews that he conducted and some predictions he made, which we see it's been fulfilled. What is the the need of Khilafat in our modern time? Yes, um, as you mentioned, the time is short, so I will try to keep my answer very short. Um, first, we need to see that the world has become a global village. Now we have become one connected family across the world. So I feel that there has never been a greater need of divine and unified leadership. So now as Ahmadi Muslims, our community, Ahmadiyya Muslim community, is established in more than 200 countries of the world, there is a need to have a leader that can guide us, you know, um, guide the entire world based on the Islamic principles. You know, there is thousands and thousands of various religious organizations that I, what I mean is like, you know, there's um, so many church, Christian denominations, Muslim sure. denominations, Hindu denominations, and same with other religions. So when you look at all of them, all these denominations do things differently. Some would allow one thing, another uh, denomination of the same religion would forbid it. Yeah. Some churches would allow women pastors, another will not, you know? 
So similarly, in very basic fundamentals, the same religion will differ uh, and even same church will differ depending on what country or which, which uh, continent they might be on. True, true. So it, it, the leadership will be taking guesses as what to do within their own spheres. So with unified leadership in Ahmadiyya Muslim community, our focus, our aim, our goal, and even our methodology of worship and just, you know, all our other things remains the same. We, like an Ahmadi Muslim from Jamaica, if you ask him um, that how he will handle certain situations, you will find the same answer if you go to a different part of the world and completely different, you know, outside the Caribbean even, sure. and you'd find similar. It is because of that unified leadership. So in this day and age, uh, when we have advanced so much technologically and in different ways, new questions are constantly arising. So somebody who has a divine uh, relationship with Allah the Almighty, he, only he can guide us in this day and age at what and how we should behave based on those Islamic principles already mentioned in the Holy Quran. Secondly, we also look at, uh, when we look at the activities of His Holiness Mirza Masood Ahmed, uh, what he is doing very often is that he is meet, meeting with world leaders and he's encouraging them to make sensible choices. He has visited, beside meeting uh, at individual level, he has gone to, you know, the Capitol Hill in the USA, the Parliament Hill in Canada, the Parliament of European Union in Brussels, and also in, the, you know, the... Um, the, the parliament building in, um, uh, in the UK and several other countries, including Netherlands. And whenever he goes to these places, he reminds those people, the politicians, that you have to make choices uh, in which, you know, uh, you keep justice in mind. You keep peace of the world in mind. Don't be greedy. Don't be uh, trying to find uh, temporary, you know, temp uh, temporary benefits. Look for what is good for not just your own country, but what's good for humanity in the long run. So this is, uh, you know, uh, very briefly, I'm trying to mention that what activities uh, does the Khalifa undertake uh, in this day and age? And through, this, through these means, um, we know for a fact that, you know, uh, we are able uh, to establish relative peace in the world. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And um, as I said, time is not on our side. But I'm very glad that uh, you have taken us through this important institution within Islam and particularly in our current time within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And I should say we are very much blessed to have this institution. And in return, we should show complete and loyal, you know, loyalty to this institution, showing our utmost love and also obedience to the Khalifa. And this is something that, you know, transcends across the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, wherever um, you might uh, be, whether in Asia, in Africa, in Europe, and wherever it is, members of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community show unconditional love and also um, obedience to the Khalifa of the time. And we try as much as possible within um, our daily prayers, you know, pray for him and also communicate with him through correspondence, letter writing, giving ourselves that kind of blessed, you know, opportunity to communicate with the appointee of God the Almighty at our time. And to my listeners, this is all that time would allow us on today's, you know, program. 
Um, in case you had any question or concern, please do send us your message via WhatsApp and the number is 876-283-9533. Until we come your way next time with another episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, our motto is love for all and hatred for none and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salud.